You are listening to Digging In Podcast, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Digging In Podcast presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. I'm your host, Kencho Kelly, helping you get those questions answered to and through retirement. Today, I'm joined by the illustrious, the esteemed, the acclaimed Joe Matea. Wow. Thank you, Kench. I've been called a lot of names in my lifetime. Those are all firsts. I, I mean, basically, they all mean the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just, just you know, a fancy way to introduce you. I felt like you earned it, man. You've I, been on a roll. I appreciate that. I feel as though I've been waking up every morning and just oozing optimism and excitement. And uh, yeah, I, I take a lot of pride in being positive and outgoing and all of those things. Now, is that because the weather's nice and you've been out on the golf course and you just uh, it, it just all flows that way? Yeah. It, you know, I think that there is something to be said to that to that kinch. Yeah, a lot of golf. Uh, well, by a lot, twice. Uh, but you know what? A lot of time outside in, in the yard and, you know, with Avery and, you know, on the swing in the backyard and meeting new neighbors. And yeah, yeah, things are good. Birds are chirping. That's awesome. I think the last time we talked, you were still looking for a house. So you got a house now. You're all settled. Yeah, all settled. We're up in Mantino, uh, so not too far. And uh, no, we're uh, we're enjoying it. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm glad the weather's turned up. I'm glad your golf game's turned up. One thing not turned up right now that we've got a lot of questions about is the market. Great segue. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, it's been quite the roller coaster, hasn't it? I, I heard something. I, I think John said the worst start to the market in, in its history uh, to date? Yeah, uh, in its history, uh, I mean, you're looking at, depending on the market, uh, you know, the, out of the big three, the Dow, the S&P, and the, and the NASDAQ, anywhere between uh, about 95 to 22.5% uh, down year to date. Year to date. Uh, Seems like a big number. It is a big number. You know, especially, let me put it into perspective. If the market grows by point oh five percent every day every day 365 which we know that's impossible right the markets are closed on weekends but if it did in theory uh the market would be up for the year 20 percent. so just a small 0.05 percent a day so to have a market as a whole be down 9 22 percent uh that's a big 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 number it feels like just kind of all these paper cuts every day have added up to something a lot bigger. So when you when you're down a few points every day, it doesn't. Maybe it hurts a little bit, but then when you compound it, right? We're always talking about compounding on the upswing. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's compounding on the downswing. Walk us through what what factors have have played into the volatility to start the year. Oh my gosh, Kinch, what hasn't played into that, right? Um, you know, it's it's a number of variables, Kinch. It's inflation. It's a war. Uh, it's uh, you know the Fed, you know, raising rates to f- combat inflation. Um, it's twelve years of you know rocket ship to the moon returns in the markets. So you've got a lot of um, you know, stocks and holdings that are probably a little overvalued to begin with. Uh, so, you know, any downturn, to, any downturn is, you know, amplified. Um, it's uncertainty uh, by, you know, average investors uh, with all of those variables happening, right? So, 
um, you know, uncertainty creates the panic, and uh, you know that's that's kind of what we're seeing now. That being said, um, you know, if you eliminate one of those variables, you know, the best thing that could happen to the market, in my opinion, and you know, depending on who you follow out there, um, a lot of folks that are much smarter than me, you know, say the same thing. If if there's one thing that we could eliminate as a variable, it would be the war. The war ending will cease a lot of uncertainty um, that is, believe it or not, affecting our markets here. Uh, so, you know, th there's just a lot going on that, um, you know, I think it really just drives home uh, the fact that we need to be thinking about how much risk we're taking, um, you know, within our portfolios, um, you know, as we, especially as we get closer to retirement, you know, understanding how much, you know, risk we're susceptible to uh, and how much of an appetite do we really have to swallow a loss and how much time do we have to, you know, recapture that uh, over time uh, is important. And that's, you know, a big piece of the puzzle for us, what we do here at Rooted. Yeah, I think you touched on something that I kind of want to go back to. You touched on like the uncertainty. Um, I think anytime there's uncertainty in people's lives, it causes them to be maybe a little more emotional. Um, have you seen that with some of the clients you've met with for some reviews? Like, I, I know we try to stay the course and, and be positive. So sometimes we do have to, you have to end up talking people off a ledge. They want to do something that's very reactionary, very emotional. And this affects, I think, men and women. I think anytime your money's affected, it puts you a little more on edge, especially when you're counting on that money. Yeah, I think uh, you, you're touching on a few things there, Kinch. I would say this, you know, nobody wants to lose money. I have, I have yet to sit across the table uh, from anybody that has said, Joe, um, you know, I don't care if I lose 10% every year forever. Uh, yeah, that's, I, uh, doesn't exist, that, right? that doesn't sound like a real person. Uh, but, you know, that being said, you know, I think there is something to say. You know, I had a review recently, um, and it's never fun to deliver a message to a client like, hey, yeah, I know your account is down this year. Um, but I had a review uh, a couple of weeks back and um, I was really proud of the fact that their portfolio was down less than 2%. I mean, what did you just say the market was down overall? That's the thing. So depending on what you're looking at, could be nine point nine and a half, anywhere between nine and a half and 22 and a half percent year to date. So, you know, minimizing that loss is, is crucial um, and having, you know, plans in place on where to be pulling money from when it matters most in retirement? You know, where do I pull from in retirement if my account is down? Do I have another cookie jar? Do I have another account that's not down? You know, how am I diversified within my portfolio to um, address, you know, a, a period of time, especially if it's prolonged, where I have an account or accounts that are losing money? Um, I'm referring to sequence of withdrawal risk, um, but I'm also touching on something called volatility drag volatility drag at a high level kinch is where um over time you're going to have a, an average rate of return you know let's say it's five percent um and maybe i have that same five percent you're invested somewhere i'm invested somewhere else and your account has had drastic swings up and down over time and you've averaged your five percent my account has had maybe less upside but a lot less downside well over time my account's going to have more money in it because I've managed the loss. I've mitigated my risk. 
So volatility drag can have a, a pretty drastic effect and understanding that, at least at a high level, can also be pretty moving uh, in a big, big way, uh, positive way, um, as it relates to investments in retirement. Now that's the example you guys use um, at workshops. That's Vanguard versus XYZ yep. firm, mm -hmm. right? That's a little more boutique. Yep. Might have a little more firepower under the hood, but it's also exposed to a little more volatility. Right. Okay. So I think I'm following you there. You Going back to the sequence of return risk, do you think people understand that they need to pull from different accounts as the, as the market fluctuates? Do you, do you think that that clicks with a lot of people or are they just kind of stuck in their ways of like, this is where I'm drawing money from, this is where I should always draw money from? What I've found in my experience in this business, Kinch, is that, um, and I think this relates to just about anything in life, right? We don't know what we don't know, right? Ignorance is bliss, right? I know these are all cliche, right? But we don't yeah. know what we don't know until we learn. And, you know, one of the things that I've tried to um, kind of make it my mission to do is, is when I'm meeting with somebody is to talk about that. How many, you know, I, I always use the, the term cookie jar, right? Um, you know, having a pot of money in retirement is good. Having multiple pots of money is probably better. You have a pot of money to pull from when, when the market's doing great. You have a pot of money to pull from when the market's dropping. You have a pot of money to pull from that's tax deferred. You have a pot of money to pull from that's tax free. You have these multiple pots. So, um, and I think a lot of people, to your point, can kind of, you know, cruise along uh, during their lifetime saving money, saving money, saving money, which is great. But then they accumulate their funds into this this one big pot, right? The old the old uh, what was the old you know number that people used to say? Oh, if I have a million dollars, right? I just I just I need a million bucks and I'm good, right? Uh, I argue that's probably not enough these days. Not, not these days. But the point is, just saving that million bucks is a feat in and of itself. Right. But then, what do I do with it? How, what's my exit strategy? Right. Right. Um, and diversification can come in many forms, and it's not just about investments. It's about where my money is sitting. Because that million bucks, if it's in the wrong place, and Uncle Sam gets their hands on it, could look very different yeah whether it's uncle sam uh getting his cut uh or it's a down market oh. right getting its cut right um you know if if anything uh, in this world that we know to be true it's um death taxes and unfortunately i would tell you this too uh it's market volatility right it's going to happen market's going to go up and it's going to go down and it's going to continue to do so for as long as a market exists um so you know, understanding that and being prepared for those ups and downs um, is important. So, so what are you saying? What are you saying? I understand. Situations are situational. That's been my favorite saying, like, throughout throughout COVID for the past two years. Sure. Um, but what what do you find yourself saying r repeatedly to um, to clients that sit down with you and want some reassurance? You know, I think that. Um, I think something that I, I've been doing more recently that I think has been uh, connecting uh, a lot specific to a down market and what do I do in retirement when the market's down? Uh, you know, where's my income going to come from? Has been just kind of hitting, hitting between the eyes, right? Just look, you need a pot of money to, to pull from when the market's up, but I don't really care about it when the market's up. I don't care. I care about when the market's down, 
That's what I care about. Right. When your market, when the market is down, where are you going to pull your money from? Right. If you have an account that's down 10% and you pull out in another 10%, well, that account's not down 10. Right. You're it's right. more than that. You're amplifying. Because right. you're compounding loss. it, right? Bingo. Bingo. So, you know, I think that, um, I guess to answer your question, really, Kinch, it's just being blunt about it. Um, I think a lot of people appreciate that, right? There's no beating around the book. I, I take a lot of pride in not sugarcoating things. Um, you know, I feel that, you know, uh, just being forward uh, and brutally honest uh, seems to, to really connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know our team tries our prides ourselves in transparency and that's across the board, whether that's a leadership team meeting or individual advisors meeting with mm -hmm. clients or prospects. Um, I, it, it is tough. I think I've seen some people come out of, of, of a review with you or one of the other advisors and, uh, and they, they seem to be enlightened, right? When you show that comparison about like what the market has been doing what you've been doing and nobody likes losing money you said that but to see that you could be down a compounded amount more mm -hmm. and it's like you need those multiple cookie jars right mm -hmm. you got to have your chocolate chip your oatmeal raisin yep. your snickerdoodles yep. you know uh different different pots to pull from is, is super important what would you say to somebody that's just getting started on the on the flip side of this um somebody that is, is it really true that everything's on sale right now? If, if you've got more money, if you've got a little more timeline, is now the time to uh, to get in? Uh, I would, uh, look, uh, here's the disclosure. I don't have the crystal ball. Uh, <laughs> I I knocked it off the shelf a couple weeks back. Oh, uh, man. Should have seen it up. coming. Yeah. Uh, that being said, yeah, I think there is a lot of truth to that right now, Kinch. Uh, yeah, the market's down. Uh, investing 101, buy low, sell high. Uh, is the market at its all-time low? Uh, I, I, I don't know. You know, have we hit the bottom? I, I, I don't know. Right. Uh, I know that it is significantly lower than it was a month ago, six months ago. Uh, so yeah, that presents opportunities. Um, you know, and that's where having a professional team at your disposal on your side uh, can be invaluable. Right. Um, you know, most people get emotional when it comes to their money, right? They do. And when that's going up, we get emotional. We're excited. When we're losing money, we get emotional. We start to freak out. Uh, and you know what? I think that, uh, you know, a, a theme, uh, I would say the last six to 12 months has been, you know, this complacency theme, right? right? right. We, we've kind of grown complacent. The stock market only goes up. Um, and I think the opposite is happening right now. Um, it is not time to be complacent. It's not time to sit back and, and be frozen, whether it be in fear uh, or uncertainty. Now is the time to be thinking about, okay, where does my money sit? What opportunities do I have? Um, is there a silver lining in a down market? Um, I would say yes, at a high level, there's absolutely silver linings. There's absolutely opportunities. Right. Um, and we've been taking advantage of a lot of those opportunities with our clients. Um, I'll use Roth conversions as an example. Uh, typically, a Roth conversion conversation is going to take place with somebody you know, towards the end of a year. Why? Well, that's when most people know what their taxable income is going to be, which right. is a, a determining factor in, in whether or not a Roth conversion makes sense. That being said, the other opportunity to do a Roth conversion is when well, the market's down, you know, because you can get out of tax deferred money and get that over into tax free dollars and let that let it come back, let it grow. Yeah. Now all that growth is tax free. 
So, um, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities right now. Seems like situations are situational, Joe. It's, yeah. It seems like each individual is... Uh, has their own unique situation, which is what we come back to. I would think a Roth conversion would be hard for somebody that maybe has like a commission-based income right now because mm-hmm. you don't know what it's going to be. So it's it, it, you kind of have to pick and choose like what strategies for which individual. Yeah, look, um, it's not cookie cutter. Um, and I take a lot of pride in um, the team here at Rooted and, and our ability and, and our, our really our um, intentional uh, drive and, and activities to not be cookie cutter, right? We pour a lot of time and effort into each individual client and their situation and their plan, um, you know, down to every holding and investment within their portfolio. Um, and no, it, it's it, situations are situational. And um, yeah, that's it is a one-off conversation every single time. Uh, to your example, without getting too specific, um, yeah, in the event that, you know, or in the situation or scenario where we have a commission-based employee, for example, um, or individual whose income can fluctuate, well, you know, maybe you don't swing for the fences and go all out and push all the chips in, but uh, if there's an opportunity to, to do something, do it. I, don't be complacent. Now it's not the time to sit on the sidelines. I knew you'd have the answer. I knew you'd twist a little strategy and figure it out. That's that's why you make the big bucks, man. Uh-huh. Um, I, I do kind of want to go back to something that you said that that uh, made a light bulb go off in my head. And, and I apologize. This might be the clickbait title for the video. But you said something about the, the market bottoming out. Mm-hmm. And that made me wonder, are there, are there, are there telltale signs that, that say that when a market's at a bottom and it's going to rebound, are there are there warning signs or telltale signs that we're looking for? If there's not, tell me. I just feel like I have a very elementary understanding of how it works, and I didn't know if you had any insight. Uh, if I knew the the absolute answer to that, Kinch, uh, no offense, but I would be retired <laughs> on my island in Costa Rica. Okay. Uh, that being said. Um, you know, a good starting point is is understanding that history repeats itself typically in the market, mm. right? So we can look at signs, you know, what's happened in the last six months within our market. And then if we go back in history and look at every every downturn in the market and look at the preceding period of time, you know, a lot of times you'll see some of, some of those things repeat themselves. Um, you know, right now, uh, one of the signs is inflation. Right. Uh, you know, depending on, again, the outlet that you right. follow, um, the, the reports are that we've hit peak inflation, you know, and it's we're starting the downturn. Well, if that's true, uh, well, then, you know, maybe that's a sign. Right. Um, do I think that if inflation continues to go down, that the Fed is going to put a halt to the fate, you know, the, their their rate hikes? No, I don't think so. The market has those priced in; they've already announced it. Right. Um, but the beauty or the silver lining would be if inflation has peaked, if that's on its way down, um, then the Fed might not be inclined to, you know, surprise us with even more rate hikes. Uh, or maybe they would, uh, instead of a half a point rate hike, maybe be a quarter point, and that would be unexpected. Mm-hmm. But in a in the opposite direction, that'd be a good thing, right? Right. We're counting on a half a point. If it's only a quarter, that's that's a good thing. It's like a bonus, right? Right. So, my question with history repeats itself. I I hear you. 
I believe you, but I also feel like we've never been at a point in history that we're that we're at right now with the national debt, where where it's at with the current administration and some policies in place with tax provisions set to sunset mm-hmm. very soon. Yeah. I ju- also just I hear history repeats itself. I just have a hard time wrapping my brain around. It's n- not like. Maybe it just feels like that because my history of everything, my mental remembrance of everything is a lot shorter. So maybe it just feels like that. Yeah. Uh, gosh, Kench, you're, you're getting deep on me. I, I like it. Hey, it's not called digging in for no yeah. reason, Joe. Yeah, no, we're digging in for sure. Look, I think it just comes back to the fact that there are a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of uncertainties. And every day um, is a new opportunity to create history uh, and change, if you will, history moving forward. Uh, but that being said, there are some fundamental pieces to you know the puzzle as it relates to the markets and investments and uh, you know corporate profits and all of these you know figures that go into um, you know market performance that just are, are kind of like pillars, right? It's like the foundation, mm-hmm. right? The, the you can change the paint on a building, but the foundation is always there. That's a good analogy. Okay, um, so. You know, just because, you know, uh, you've got aesthetically things changing, mm-hmm. um, whether it be a war or inflation, all of these variables coming into the, 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 into the fold, um, the foundation's there. Okay. Um, and that's not going anywhere. That's good enough answer for me. <laughs> I, I, and I appreciate that outlook, too, because that, that leads me to my last kind of thing, like give us some hope. Uh, and And... The fact that there are foundational principles in place, that we do have some history to look back on, even though the current time frame may look a little bit different. I mean, we don't have flying cars yet. Where are you at, Elon Musk? Yeah, no um, but, but the fact that there are things that you can look back on, some kind of signs that you can kind of point to, and there is some hope for the future. I think there's a lot of hope for the future. Um, I think that uh, the the hope, or to stick with the 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 silver lining uh, go-to for me. Uh, the silver lining is, Kinch, that um, the time to be complacent is not now. Uh, it never has been, and it, quite frankly, never will be, right? Uh, having a plan in place uh, is the silver lining. That is the hope. Uh, so, you know, just because we have uncertainty in the future um, doesn't mean that we can't plan for it. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're meeting with us at Rooted, the, the other silver lining is, just to put a plan in place doesn't cost anything except a little bit of time, right? So the, the, if I want to give somebody hope, I want you to know that it's not going to cost a dime other than a little bit of time mm-hmm. to get a plan and see in black and white what, what, what do I look like 10 years from now? What does my situation look like 20 years from now, right? Under stress, right? Um, so it's always it's plan for the worst, hope for the best. Right. Plan for the worst, hope for the best. And plan with a professional who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Do you know yeah. anybody like that? Do you know anybody that can help with that? You know, I do. I do. <laughs> can shameless plug. I, gosh, I would hope you come meet with me. Uh, I don't bite. Uh, there's no timeshare presentations when you sit down with me and visit for a while. Uh, I love having these conversations with folks. Um, I get, uh, I don't know, call me crazy, Kench. I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. It's a fun little give and take. And I think uh, 
I think people probably aren't ready for the humor that you bring to a financial conversation either. You do a good job of like lightening the mood uh, because sometimes finances can be heavy to talk about. And so you have a unique personality that uh, you can't help but try tr and make people smile through the process. I try to be as outgoing as possible, Kinch. I do. I it's do. good. It's good. I, I think it, I think it's fun. I think it's different than than what a lot of other like what the stipulation on like financial advisors is and uh i want to give you one last opportunity to plug two minute tuesdays coming soon two minute tuesdays uh i am looking forward to this kinch um we're going to chat about a lot of different topics uh everything from uh inflation market volatility uh volatility drag we'll talk about taxes uh we will talk about uh roth iras traditional iras simple iras sep iras what do you want to talk about kench we're gonna talk we're gonna talk oh man we're gonna have to have a mailbag segment people send in their ideas and uh and you sit down so for those of you that don't know two minute tuesday is coming soon with your very own joe matea he's gonna release some videos every tuesday they're not supposed to be longer than two minutes he's gonna try to keep them tight and I'm going to try and hold him to that. So he's going to break down every financial topic under the sun. So if you've got some ideas, feel free to shoot him an email. Drop him in my inbox. I'll make sure they get over to him. I can't wait to see him, help you put them together. I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I really am. All right. Well, that's it for us today. We'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, Rooted Wealth Advisors. If you have any questions about anything you heard on today's show or you want to talk to Joe about your individual situation, give him a call. The number is 815-918-4727. Eight Tell him you heard about him from the Digging In podcast. That'll do it from us. Until next time, keep digging in. This was Digging In Podcast. Presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors.